in uh, God's interesting providence, I turned to Psalm 105. I've been thinking about this for a while, and it's a great psalm for missions. And I'm going to read just the first four verses and make a few comments on this, this great text. Uh, psalm 105, and I'll read verses 1 through 4. Um, oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. One thing that uh, Pastor Costas reminds us of uh, routinely um, is to pray for our brothers and sisters who are experiencing um, severe persecution. Uh, we uh, value that uh, contribution, that, that, uh, that recommendation, and those are pro- there probably will be some stories tonight that we will hear about the people being persecuted for their faith. The big question is not, why are people persecuted? For their faith. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. We understand. We understand that. I think a more important question is, why are people willing uh, to suffer persecution for the name of Christ? Why are people willing to suffer persecution, even to the loss of limb or life, for the sake of Christ? The work of missions is to seek others from the nations to rejoice in God. That's what, that's what missions is about. Seeking more people to find their joy and their treasure um, in God. That the Lord Jesus is better than anything else this world offers, and yet we are not calling people to suffer loss. They show by their persecution, their absorbing persecution, that it is worth it. We're not calling people to suffer loss. They find that it's valuable. Jesus is more valuable than the suffering is, is uh, detrimental. I want to mention, look at, at verse 1, uh, we are to marvel at God's wondrous works. We marvel at God's wondrous works. You remember that in Psalm 104, there were three things that were evident in the, in the marvels that God created in the world. God's wisdom, God's power, and God's compassion. And here in, verse, in, chapter, in Psalm 105 and 106, they are the marvels of redemption, of salvation that we praise God for. And yet the three qualities of God are still evident in Jesus, Jesus who is the wisdom of God. Uh, the gospel of Jesus is the power of God unto salvation, and Jesus himself is the compassionate one who has sought us and is seeking out others as well. We can't help but sing. We can't help but praise God. And we call others to join us in joy in our God. There are challenges in this country as well as in Africa to this message that we find our joy in God and we come to the Lord Jesus to find our joy in God. There are, there are challenges and obstacles to that. And one of them, and perhaps the strongest one, is, is simply that, uh, um, that, that the question is raised, is joy in God and in the wondrous deeds of salvation enough? No, it's not. For many, Jesus is not enough, but it is the promise of wealth, health, that captures the heart. 
You get Jesus and you get the gifts. And the gifts are really exciting. But our message is, and Jesus' worth is, Jesus and not wealth that some insist he holds out is treasure enough. Jesus is treasure enough. Now, there are four sections in this psalm that describe saving acts of God in the Old Testament towards his people Israel. And we're going to look just at a, a minute at each one of those and see how they point to Jesus. They are all fulfilled in Christ. And the reason we're doing this is because these are four reasons for joy. These are four reasons to celebrate and praise the Lord. Reasons why faith in Jesus is sufficient to outweigh the pain of suffering. The first one is contained in verses 7 through 15, where the covenant promises given to Abraham are recited as the foundation for God's saving enterprise, and we know they are pointing to fulfillment in the eternal city, a city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. So it is not the best life now of the prosperity gospel we call people to the eternal life, future, a future inheritance kept in heaven for you. That's the value that we're asking and calling people to have. The inheritance that is waiting, not the shiny stuff right now. That's why we're calling them to joy in what is to come, the eternal city. The second section is verses 16 to 22, and it's the story of Joseph. And we have our Joseph too, don't we? We have our Joseph. Uh, his name is Jesus. It looks He is the favored son in both cases, the heir who has great wealth. Went off to a far country, Jacob, uh, Joseph to Egypt, the Lord Jesus to this to this world. They both became poor. They both were enslaved. They both were charged falsely. They both were persecuted. Both, as it were, died and came back to life. Uh, Joseph, in his coming back, uh, brought it looks forward to Jesus coming back from the resurrection of the dead. And both provide bread and wisdom for God's people. In fact, for the nations. Joseph provides bread for his people and Egypt and wisdom. And of course, that looks forward to the eternal loaf from heaven, the Lord Jesus, who also brings wisdom to our world that desperately calls for it. That is a reason for people to be joyful. They're getting heavenly bread and they're getting heavenly wisdom. The third section, verses 23 to 38, Exodus is, and it is describing Exodus, and that, of course, is, is uh, pointing to our liberation from the slavery of sin. Heidelberg number one includes this phrase, that Jesus has come to set us free from the tyranny of Satan, the tyranny of sin, the tyranny of death itself. What better reason could there be to have joy in God and to worship him we are set free from the burden of sin. And as the psalm ends up, uh, we are, are set free uh, to, to observe, to keep his statutes and observe his laws from a good heart. We are set free for service. And the fourth major section, uh, verses 39 to 45, we're both Israel and, and, the, and we ourselves are embarking on a long journey, a long journey to our heavenly destination. And in both cases, 
God supplies exactly what we need to get there, and that is reason again to praise him. Um, God supplies just what we need, as he did for the Israelites, to get to the promised land. And look at the parallel once again. We have the Spirit. The Spirit who gives life, the Spirit who, who works in us that conformity to Christ, that sharpens our hunger for righteousness and to know the Lord better. All of that is the work of the Spirit, converting us, answering prayers and the conversion of others. We have the presence of the Spirit led along the path of holiness. But notice what else we have in mentioning in those. We rejoice in the water from the rock. There's a phrase in Corinthians that says, the rock that accompanied them providing water, the rock that accompanied Israel in the desert was Christ. Specifically said, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And so it can be said in the psalm, the end of the psalm, he brought his people out with joy, his chosen one with ones with singing. They had the spirit. They had the water from the rock. We have the spirit, the water and the water from the rock. So God sets us apart for joyful obedience. He brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with singing. That's the reason we do missions, that others could sing and rejoice in the Lord. We are, we, are, we are seeking worshipers who can detach from the seduction of the world and all of its draws and delight in the Creator and His great salvation. Of course, there is still suffering on this journey, but the point is that suffering is worth it because of the joy set before us. Just as Jesus persevered in suffering, even suffering to the point, Hebrews 12, of the shedding of blood. And as Peter would say, he rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus. So what do we offer the world? One sentence. What do we offer the world? Joy that outweighs even suffering in his name. Joy. In Jesus, that outweighs even suffering in his name. That's what we want to pray for for ourselves as we seek to reach out to others, and that's certainly what we see in the ministry of our dear brother, offering people joy that outweighs even their suffering. I'm going to ask you to, uh, to stand now and let us sing, Rejoice, the Lord is King. This is number